So the big question is this, how are massage therapists like us who didn't cheat and sell our souls to a corporate machine who are spending money from our own pockets how do we market in a way that lets us get our wellness services and the things that we believe in out to the world and still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. What's up, everybody? Boom shakalaka. This is Nikkei Roach, and welcome to Massage Marketing Secrets, where we create amazing ideas for massage therapists to grow, advance, and deploy your massage services without destroying your hands. And this is no exception today. Um, I was uh, I was at the doctor um, actually a couple of days ago. Uh, just hey, I got cut. Okay, let's be honest. It's not something I like to do. Uh, I don't really like surgery. <laughs> I'm not crazy about getting cut, but it was unnecessary. And I give you a little bit of backstory. I had a lipoma, which is a non cancerous um, tumor, kind of at the belt line. And it was kind of close to my you-know-what, and I wasn't feeling pretty good about it. And my wife was like, yo, dude, you got to do something about this. It's been growing for about 12 years, actually a little longer than 12 years, before my oldest son was born. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get it done. So after a long time, I um, you know, kind of hemmed and hauled about it because I was scared. I mean, perfect. I mean, seriously, man, it, somebody cutting on you, unless you're just into that kind of stuff, just freaks me out, especially when they start talking about anesthesia. And they're going to have to knock you out. I'm not very comfortable about that. That's probably why I don't do drugs and I don't drink. It's because I just don't like that kind of phrase where I'm not aware of what's going on. You know, it kind of freaky that way. And so I went and I, I went over to the to the hospital. I talked to the to the to my primary and then she started helping with the surgeon. And I started the surgeon contact the anesthesiologist, contact the nurse anesthetist, started making sure that the surgery ward was available, started getting make sure all the support structures, people who were in pre-op as well as post-op, as well as folks who were involved with it. And they started creating basically my team to help remove this growth, which was annoying and potentially, it probably wasn't life-threatening, but it definitely was kind of, you know, messing up my quality of life. And so this team of medical professionals, I, once I woke up after the surgery was over, and by the way, I was talking to the nurse anesthetist just before I got started, and she was kind of joking and jiving and making me feel all happy, happy. Then she shoved some drugs in my, in my, in my arm and before you know it, I was out like a light and I woke up in the recovery room and I didn't know who the heck I was there. And then eventually, you know, I started realizing what was going on. My wife was sitting there waiting for me. And so it's the focus is about building a team. And this is important because this is something that I learned um, through Dana Derricks. Now, Dana Derricks is an amazing marketer, uh, a wonderful marketer. He's not a, really a friend, but he's sort of a quasi-coach because I only learned about him through another coach. And I started following his, some of his stuff. And Dana Derrick actually writes blogs and he writes books and he writes really good books about marketing. But what he came up with was something that I was like, oh, my God, that is so that, – that right there could – just 10x your business if you apply this concept in every component of your business growth. Every single component. And what he calls it is it's the Dream 100 team. Now remember, I was talking about the doctor and everything. Coming together and getting that team that works almost like they've been working for, for years. You kind of know who's good with you. If you're creating a surgical suite, if you will, 
You kind of know the anesthesiologist. You know the nurse anesthetist. You know all these different. You know the PA. You know whoever's. You know all the people because you created a team. Well, if you're building a successful business practice, you have to build a dream 100. I actually did this, and I didn't even know it. But if I had known it in the initial part of my business, which is many many years ago, that dream 100 would have catapulted my business way past to where it is now much faster. I would have got there probably 15 years ago rather than, you know, say it took me 20 years to get to that. You don't have to do this. And this is a concept you can apply. The Dream 100 simply says this. Find the dream clients, the 100 dream clients. Those 100 dream clients will build 1,000, 10,000 people in your practice. You start with your dream client. Now, the question goes, especially when you're just getting started, I understand, I was there, you will take anybody who's warm body who will pay you to get down on your table or get in your massage chair so that you can put your healing, anointing hands on them to solve their problem. I get that. But after a while, you're going to start finding out that there are people who are going to take advantage of you if you do not become professional. There will be people who will habitually be late. There will be people who will habitually ask for discounts every single time. Okay? There will be people who will consistently ask you, can you add more time onto your massage? Like say you blocked out, hey, I blocked out 60 minutes for this massage. Yet they'll start asking you, hey, can you just work on this section? Hey, can you just do this? And before you know it, you had an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half, and they will still only pay you for 60 minutes. They don't tip. Now, I know it sounds very selfish, but... You are a medical professional. Do not let people treat you like shit. And people, some people just going to try to do that to you. Okay? So, and they're going to be people who are going to come into your practice, who respect you as a business professional, who respect you as a medical professional, who will pay you your due, and then they will tip you like you are God's gift to healing. They will always support you. They will recommend you to every friend that walks across the, that they talk to. They will make a recommendation and a referral on Facebook or Instagram. Or heck, they will actually do a testimonial video for you. Would you want to have that kind of client who not only loves and respects you, but also tells everybody from here to the Canadian border or even the South American border about you because you're awesome? Would you like that or would you like that jackass who takes your time and takes your money? I'm getting a little agitated because I'm talking about people that I know you know. If you've been in business for at least five years, you know who those people are. Then you have to start with your dream 100. If you start to analyze who do you want, do you want people who are more clinical because you're more of a clinician or you want people who are less clinical and who want therapeutic care, but more in the spiritual realm, who likes energy healing, who likes candles, who likes scented oils, whatever is your stick, it's your business. You build it the way you want to, but you're going to find people who may not fit your business and they're not designed to fit your business. They're designed to fit somebody else's business. Not all business that come to your door should be your business. Eventually, you're going to get to the point where you're going to have to fire some clients. 
not because they're mean, not because they're bad people, but you just don't want to deal with them anymore because they are time suckers or they come in with all kinds of drama that you really rather not have to deal with. But you'll find other people who come in on time or even come early who pay you a lot of money, who tell all their friends. And those are those may be the people. Maybe you like drama. Maybe that's your stick. If you like drama and you like all these problems, people laying on you all the time and you feel like you you if that's your thing, then run with it. But if you rather grow a practice consistently that you can duplicate yourself so that you're not doing all the massages, then you got to start with a dream 100. You have to identify what is the characteristics of each client that I want to deal with. Do I want to primarily work on females? Do I want to primarily work on males? Do I want to do I not care? Okay? It's like that. Because if you understand who you'd like to do, I know massage therapists who work on men and women, but do they prefer to work on women for whatever reason because maybe they're working through some issues? They prefer that. Then you have to build your dream 100. It's not discriminatory. It's not gender discrimination. It's who you feel that you're called, if you will, to work with. Because you rather put your all into that rather than somebody sucking your all out and then throwing you out with the garbage. Start with your dream 100. If you're just getting in business, identify everything that you'd like about. Who would you like that person to do? Okay? And, and there's a podcast that I did about funding. And then you can advertise. There's a funding podcast I did um, a little while back. Oh, I did in the future. I can't remember. <laughs> I kind of did them all together. And it will help you on funding so that you can attract your dream 100. Because I have seen this in the many years that I've been massaged. I have seen massage therapists who have a lot of clients, but they are miserable. They really don't like what they do. And you might say, well, why did they get into massage therapy? They got into massage therapy because they wanted to help. But what happens is they did not identify who they really wanted to work with. And the people who they did not want to work with walked in the door and sucked them of their life and their spirit and their soul. And they're just stuck in the business because it's what they do. Versus somebody who was really strategic, who was really focused, And it's going to take a little bit more time to do this. You're going to have to go through a whole bunch of people to get to your dream 100. But if you're good and you know what you're up to, by the time you get to your 25th client who's consistently working with you, you will understand where the next 75 exists and where to look for them. Because there are different things that you can solve. Maybe you're more into sports massage. Maybe you're more into deep tissue. Maybe you're into tuina. Maybe you're into reflexology. Maybe you're into different things. Maybe you're into nutrition as a way to help as well with the massage therapy. Some people don't take too kindly to that. And they may not be your dream 100, but identify them. And everything that you market and everything you do on Facebook and everything you do on anything speaks to that dream 100. Because after a while, the only language that you advertise is the language that your dream 100 will identify with. And you will build from 100 clients to 1,000 clients to 10,000 clients. And if you do it your homework and you are smart enough and you are diligent and you are patient, you will find that the vast majority of those people 
are your dream 100. But you have to start with that 100 people who are the ideal clients for your practice. And that practice will serve not only that dream 100, but it will serve their friends. Because here's something funny. People who are a certain personality and a certain trait have similar people who they hang around with. Okay? I'm going to change subjects real quickly because it's something funny. I was attended a house of worship. Um, and this week was a very dynamic one because I attended a bat mitzvah with my son, which was a Jewish celebration. I went to a Christian celebration and I was hanging out with some Muslims. <laughs> so it was a very interesting week. And I noticed that each different set, it appealed to them. And I, and I went to two different Christian um, houses of worship and I noticed there was a difference in they, they read from the basically the same book, it's a slight variation, but we get it. We'll just say it's called the Bible. But they read it was a slight variation, but we'll say in principle it was the same message. But what they preached and what the people thought about in the different groups think about that, which like night and day, they read from the same book, they sort of got the same message. But they're, what they were teaching and what they were encouraging their followers to do was different. And you'll find that if you start bouncing around a couple of houses of worship, that each message is slightly different. And guess what? It should be slightly different because they're identifying with their dream 100. If you know that these people like a specific message and that's your target then that's what they're going to speak at this specific house of worship, okay? If another group like this kind of conversation, they're going to be attracted to this kind of house of worship. It is no different than building a business practice. Building a church or building a synagogue or building a mosque is pretty much the same thing as building a business. There is a message to deliver, and how you deliver it will attract that particular customer to this, this specific church or mosque or temple or synagogue or religious circle, whatever it is, or community or friend's house, whatever you want to call it. So start with your dream 100. And who knows, in many years from now, that dream 100 may include millions of people. That's my message. I'll talk to you next time. Want more ideas to expand your business without destroying your hands? Go to NikkeiRoach.com. Inside the site, you'll find my top secrets that has helped me give more, work part-time, and make three times the money and liberate my family time.